Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin, you guys can see the title. You've heard the teases. You know it's coming. Our first 2024 Falcons mock draft here on Dirty Birds and Brews. Uh, you know, famous last words of me, what, three, four weeks ago saying, well, I think maybe we could get to December before I have to make a mock draft. And, you know, the Falcons blow three straight, and here we are picking in the top ten once again, folks. Uh, so it's the bye week. It's time uh, for a mock draft. It's only going to be three rounds. I just don't know enough about day three picks. I'd just be picking names out of a hat at this point. That's not really giving you much. It's not really doing much for me either. Uh, so we're going to focus on the first three rounds where the Falcons at this point are projected to have four picks in the first three rounds. So uh, they're picking ninth right now, officially uh, in the draft order. They're also picking, I believe, 42nd in the second round. And their third round pick is 73. And then based on how things are shaking out with the Calvin Ridley trade, uh, it's currently slated to be the third round pick that they get. Um, Obviously, he's already qualified for the fourth round pick. The third round pick, uh, he only needs to play 60% of snaps for the Falcons to get the third round pick. And I, right now he's playing like over 80%. Um, so that he's definitely on track. Uh, if he gets a thousand yards or 75 catches, they'll also get the third round pick. But based on the snaps alone, um, it's, it's definitely trending towards he'll, he'll, they'll be getting the third round pick for him. So particularly with Jacksonville, I mean, they're not going to be able to coast. They're not gonna be able to take him off the field. They sort of need, uh, Calvin Ridley. So, uh, it's, it's definitely trending towards the Falcons getting that third round pick. And I believe right now it would be slated to be pick 89. So we're going to operate under the assumption they have the third round pick. Obviously, if the Jaguars 
sign Calvin Ridley to any extension, whether that's a one-year deal or a multi-year deal or anything, then it goes up to a second round pick. Obviously, we won't know that until the offseason. So we'll, we'll see. But for now, I'm sort of projecting that they're going to get the third round pick. I think that's pretty likely. Um, yeah, and I, I so right now we're working with four picks in the first three rounds. That's that's a pretty good situation. Um, and, you know, obviously, I think people would be a lot happier if they traded that second for Montez Sweat. But, you know, unless the Falcons were willing to give up a third, probably in addition to that, uh, they weren't going to be able to get that done. And, you know, we'll see long term if that's the right call, uh, because they're going to have to start nailing some of these picks. You know, I, I think day two has been the weakest part of, of Terry Fontenot's draft so far. I think they've done pretty decently on day three finding contributors. I think they the first round picks have been good, you know, Arthur Smith's usage notwithstanding, but they're going to have to get better. Uh, on day two so maybe we can start that this year uh, with nailing some of these picks and obviously the jury's still out on a lot of these guys like Bergeron and Zach Harrison and we don't really know you know at this point like Troy Anderson injured I, I think he's shown some very intriguing stuff uh, certainly so we're definitely in wait and see mode with a lot of these picks obviously the Richie, Richie Grant one not looking great <laughs> so far so we'll see we'll see how that shakes out but uh, before we dive into this draft, guys, let me bring you a quick word from our sponsor, betonline.ag. Folks, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests, whether that's the NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, NBA. They're all in full swing, and BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions can get all the hoops betting action along with the NFL through the Super Bowl and college football through the college football playoff available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. So what are you waiting for folks? Head to the website betonline.ag today and remember to use our promo code it's believe you know for the for the podcast network like that we're on. <laughs> it's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag Promo code believe B L E A V for that fifty percent welcome to deposit, guys. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so getting into this mock draft, you know it, the Falcons are picking in the top ten now. Like I said, they're picking ninth at this stage, and you know the the sad truth of it is that uh, we're probably looking at a situation where the Falcons do need to draft a quarterback. Um, obviously. You know, there's a non-zero chance, right, that the River could turn things around over the, the final seven games of the season, lead the Falcons on some miracle playoff run, whatever. But outside of that happening and Ritter just really going on a tear over the final seven games, the, the Falcons are probably looking for a long-term fit at, at quarterback heading into 2024. You know, we've heard buzz about Ryan Tannehill. That really shouldn't happen. Um, I mean, if he wants to come in as like a backup, that's fine. But, you know... It, we also heard Kirk Cousins late, lately, um, and again, I think it would be a huge mistake, not because I think Kirk Cousins is bad, but you're going to be paying close to $40 million a year for a guy who's going into his age 37 season, coming off a torn Achilles. It's just not a good idea. Um, it, it's really, I think the Vikings should just resign him and be done with it, honestly. like I, I think his price will come down for them, and, and it would make more sense for that to happen, but... Um, we also don't know if Arthur Smith is going to be the head coach because if they don't make this miraculous playoff run, if they do miss the playoffs, despite what the reporting has been, despite everything, Arthur Blank has never let a coach stay after missing the playoffs for three seasons. He's fired every coach who hasn't made the playoffs three straight years. I, 
you know, maybe the Arthur Smith thing is different because they started off on, on such a low point, but I, I think they need to make the playoffs to make this happen for Arthur Smith, or there's going to be serious offensive changes with him staying. But again, it's like, I, I don't really know what the point of that would be. I think you sort of just move on. So we'll see how that plays out. But ultimately, I think you're, they're probably going to draft a quarterback. I think that's the best way to fix the quarterback position. I mean, draft hitting on a rookie quarterback is the best way to do it. We've seen this time and time again. It's also difficult, right? Because I think fifty basically 50% of first-round quarterbacks just don't turn into anything. Um, they're not even backup quality guys sometimes. So, you know, it's a crapshoot. But eventually you have to start rolling the dice because they haven't so far. They've passed three straight years at quarterback. Uh, you know, I think in 2021 they had an excellent chance to get someone. They chose not to. Um, you know, maybe that in hindsight ends up being a good good idea because Justin Fields, you know, the jury's obviously still out on whether he can do it or not. Um, and the other guys in that class certainly didn't really pan out outside of uh, the top guys. So we'll have to see, basically, at this point. Um, but I, I do think quarterback is going to be the pick. And you guys know who it is. I've teased it enough times. Uh, it's going to be Jaden Daniels here at pick nine. And I know that's going to infuriate some people. But look, I've, he's not going to be a, a day two pick. It's just not going to happen. Um, I've, I've seen this show enough times to know a quarterback riser when I've seen one. I mean, go go turn on Jaden Daniels' tape. Go look at his stats and tell me that he's not going to, you know, this is not Malik Willis. This is not, you know, yes, I made a mistake on Malik Willis. I'm willing, I'm willing to admit that, I, you know, that I was wrong about Malik Willis, but this is nowhere near that situation. Jaden Daniels is far more polished, far more experienced, and he's played in the SEC, not at Liberty. So all of those things that, you know, people rightfully were cautious on Malik Willis about, Jaden Daniels doesn't have those issues, and he's a much more advanced passer, a much more advanced processor, and he's gotten so much better after a, a move to a higher level of competition at LSU. And and I, I just love Jaden Daniels. I, I think he's a potential, not that he would be Lamar Jackson, but that he's like the next in that line of quarterbacks where true dual threat, real talent as a runner, but also very gifted passers, um, particularly with their deep ball. And I, I think Jaden Daniels arguably throws the best deep ball of any every, anyone in the class. You know, obviously the top guys in Drake May and Caleb Williams could give him a run for his money, but Jaden Daniels throws an amazing deep ball. So in a situation where the Falcons do keep Arthur Smith, we know that this offense has looked the best when they've had a quarterback who can threaten the run, right? You know, Marcus Mariota, even when he was a, a just terrible passer the run game was clicking because teams really had to respect that he was willing to run the ball Jaden Daniels is a much better runner than even Marcus Mariota was um and he's a much better passer too uh so those deep play action shots I mean Jaden Daniels has a special deep ball he's he's very good in that area and he's cleaned up a lot of the intermediate and short stuff too I mean it, I think last year last season for him his first year at, at LSU really cut down on the turnovers really shifted to a more conservative, safer style of play. And then this year just unleashed everything he's learned. Uh, he's taking the deep shots when they're appropriate. He's nailing them. Um, and he's not turning the ball over. He's got 30 touchdowns to four interceptions, and he's rushed for 1,000 yards uh, at eight, 8.1 yards per carry and eight rushing touchdowns. Really, the one thing I think you could say about Daniels is that he's he's light right now. I think he's playing you know under 200 probably in that 190-ish range. Um, some sites do say that he's bulked up to 200. I mean, we won't really know for sure, probably until the Senior Bowl, which he just accepted an invite to. So 
Don't worry, I'll have a I'll have eyes on Jaden Daniels at the Senior Bowl. You can guarantee that. But he's he's going to be fine, I think. I mean, he's over six three. It, this is not a Bryce Young sort of size situation, but he he's a guy that if he's going to run in the NFL at any sort of volume, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to add weight. There's just no way around that. But getting from one ninety to two hundred, or maybe even a little bit above, you know, it'll it might take some time. Um, and maybe if he's already at 200, like some have said, uh, getting up to 210, you know, it's not the most daunting thing. It's going to take some time. And and obviously, it's not just easy to add 10 pounds, like good weight. So hopefully he can he can do that. Um, that's really but that I mean, that's that's something that obviously you can correct. You can you can get a guy in the weight room and add some good weight. Um, and obviously, I, I don't think they're going to be leaning on him to run the ball as much as he's run in college where he's gotten like over a hundred carries every year. I think you're probably trying to keep that in like the 75 to 80 range. Um, but he, he offers that true dual threat ability. I, th- I think he does have special potential and as a fifth year senior, he's a lot more experienced than you might think. Um, you know, obviously at Arizona state, it, it, the passing wasn't always great. Uh, and in fact, it was ugly sometimes really, it was just deep ball. Like he was really just good at the deep ball and, and made a lot of mistakes otherwise. And you can see every year he, how he's grown. Um, and I think it's really impressive. And to me, that's a big green flag when a guy is getting better every single year, you can see that they're taking the coaching and they're excelling against a higher level competition. These are all things that I look for. If you go from a lower level to a higher level and Excel, that's a really good sign. If you're getting better every single year, that's a good sign. Um, it's not foolproof, but it's a good start. And, you know, he's the one I want, you know, and given my love for Malik Willis, it shouldn't surprise anyone. I think dual threats are the way of the future. I think with teams sort of sitting, you know, going back into this cover two trend and all this, you know, and the way the Falcons are built to run the football, I I think going for a dual threat quarterback is really smart. I I think it it complements what this offense wants to do really well and just adds that extra wrinkle. Um, and this is nothing against the other guys that the Falcons are probably considering here, which would probably be Michael Penix from Washington uh, and then Bo Nix from Oregon. You know, we all know J.J. McCarthy is going to be a Patriot. So <laughs> you don't have to worry. You don't have to think about J.J. McCarthy. He's, I, I feel very strongly that the Patriots are going to snap him up. I mean, it's just too obvious, right? But I I think there's a chance that you can sit at 9 or 10 or 12 or wherever the Falcons end up picking and probably still get Jaden Daniels. I, I think... Bo Nix could go ahead of Daniels and Penix. Penix probably should be the third quarterback off the board, right? I mean, we, I've talked about it, but those medicals, I just don't know. Like, teams could take him off their board entirely for those medicals. Um, he's had so many season-ending injuries. It's going to terrify some teams. It really just depends. Is there someone early in the draft that's willing to take him high, or it, is he going to fall because of the medical stuff? Um, clearly, in terms of talent, it's not it's not an issue. Um, it's not at all an issue. I think he he's one of the best, cleanest passing prospects that we have this year. It's just the medical stuff. So we'll have to see. So, you know, to me, I'm sort of imagining that the Falcons, given their caution with a lot of players, I mean, mostly off-field caution, right? I don't think Penix has any of those issues. Given their propensity for caution, I think they probably go for someone like Daniels instead of Penix. But we'll see. Uh, long way to go, obviously. But yeah, if, if you're going to comment on this and say, oh, he's going on day two, you know, this is a wasted pick. This is not a pick for what the mock draft simulators are saying right now. This is me trying to project out to the draft um, as well as I can. And Jaden Daniels is not going in the third round. There's no way. Uh, I mean, maybe late first, but I, I think he 
by the time we get to the combine, he'll he'll be getting mocked in the in the top ten. Does he actually go in the top ten? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but I, I think there's a good chance that that he's a top twenty pick at minimum by the time the combine gets here. And we'll see if I look stupid. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to look stupid sometimes. But that I'm planting my flag that this will be by the time we get to the draft. This will be a spot that, that he's getting mocked more often than not. Um, that brings you know with the Falcons going with a quarterback. In the first round, of course, that pushes their biggest, you know, or one of their biggest needs down the board uh, to the second round, and that's edge rusher. And luckily, this is a pretty good edge class. There's a lot of guys in the first round. There's a there's a number of guys that should be available in this early day two range for the Falcons to get a contributor here. And I'm going to go, you know, I, I haven't done extensive work on this class. I sort of just have watched the big name guys a little bit, you know, in live viewing and stuff like that. So this isn't going to be like a deep dive or a shocking pick here where with the Falcons going with edge rusher JT Tumaloa, I think is how you say it. Uh, so if someone in the comments is familiar, let me know. But I think it's Tumaloa, I believe. Uh, but we'll see. We'll workshop that. We'll get some uh, get some some <laughs> some pronunciation help. Um but yeah, I mean, if the Falcons are sticking with Ryan Nielsen's defense, which is going to prefer the, the prototype four three and type of edge rushers, Tumaloa is is a good fit. Like that, that's what he is. Six four two seventy, long, strong, elite run defender. I mean, I would argue he's one of the best run defenders in the entire class. Um, he's awesome there. He'll be able to start right away and provide elite run defending, which that's the first step in Ryan Nielsen's defense is they got to stop the run. So this type of player, they will favor, um, over, over some other guys that can't stop the run because that, that, you know, that's why you're not seeing Arnold Abikati play as much because they don't trust him against the run. So he's not playing on base downs. Whereas Tumaloa, they're they're not going to have any concerns there. So that's going to lead to him getting a lot of early playing time. Um, and like as a pass rusher, Everything you want is there, right? He's got the traits. He's got a tremendous motor. His first step is awesome. He's explosive. I think he's got very good flexibility for his size. I mean, he's not going to bend the edge like, uh, you know, outside linebacker stand-up guy, but he can definitely get around the corner. Um, it's just like 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 a lot of the day two guys, right? He needs to develop more. He needs more counter moves. He needs to hone that technique. He's got to be a little bit better with how he's countering stuff, how he's getting to the quarterback and, and just building up that consistency because that's really the one thing that Tumaloa doesn't have is consistency as a pass rusher. He's got some really awesome flashes on tape. You can see why he's going to be maybe even going earlier than this in drafts um, because he's got all the traits and he, he has, he has taken over games. Like he has led Ohio state's defense to wins uh, with his ability, but he hasn't done it consistently. The sack numbers are just kind of mediocre. They're just kind of average. Um, and that's going to terrify people, I know. Um, but we're, we're picking in the second round here. This is not a slam dunk, you know, top 10 pick at edge rusher. We're going to have to take a risk on somebody. And I would bet on, on Tumaloa. I, I think this is the type of guy they want. His floor as a run defender is really high. So no matter what, you're going to get someone that can play on early downs for you. And I think that you see you, when you see a motor like that, that always makes you feel like, okay, this is a guy we can coach up. He's got the motor. He's got the energy and the effort. He's going to take to the coaching and all that stuff. And that's Ryan Nielsen's specialty. And we'll see, you know, what he does with Zach Harrison, another big toolsy Ohio State rusher, right? Um, who's been getting a little more playing time. Um, so, you know, I, I think Tumaloao has an even higher pass rush ceiling than, than Zach Harrison. I think he's flashed more. Um, 
but you know, I I, I think you you got to take a swing on somebody here, even if there's no perfect prospect. You know, another guy to consider might be like uh, Florida's Prince Princely Oman Mielen, I think is is what it is. But uh, I haven't watched him. I know he's getting a lot of hype as as a riser potential day two pick. So he's another guy, sort of a four, three sort of prototype. Um, so we'll see who ends up being in this range by the time we actually get closer to January. But for now, I think Tumaloa is, is probably the one I'd have circled as sort of the, the, the ideal pick here. If he does happen to fall, uh, to into the forties at this stage. Um, Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Moving on to the third round picks. Um, the first one is going to be at pick 73. And we know that the Falcons have a couple of offensive needs. I, I think that like maybe play caller is the biggest one. We'll see what happens there. But regardless of like who they get at play caller, you know, I think they, they would be wise to, to see if they can get a swing tackle. I think they would be wise. And I, th- I think they need a swing tackle. They probably need a, a new right tackle starter long term, but you're not getting that in the third round. More than likely, you're probably getting a swing tackle and maybe someone you can develop into a starter. Um, but they also need a wide receiver too, really bad. Um, they've tried to sort of scrape by with lesser wide receiver twos. They seem to be refusing to play Kyle Pitts outside. I hope a new coaching staff or, or somebody else comes in and, and kicks Arthur Smith in the butt and tells him, you know, you need to play Pitts outside because why are we not? You know, you you can hear my rant on Wednesday's Falcoholic Live if you want to hear me go into the details of why it makes no sense that Kyle Pitts has basically been taken completely out of the rotation outside, given the other receivers the Falcons have. Um, but it would they need a wide receiver too, and I think the ideal guy would be someone with size who can play 
they need a dynamic guy. Obviously, they need a deep threat. They need someone that can create separation and be a little bit more dynamic. But they need someone that can play outside and they need someone that can play in the slot so that you can shift Kyle Pitts around or you can move some players around and, and do these formation mis- mismatches that the Falcons like to do. And that's why I really like Oregon's Troy Fl- Troy Franklin, um, who is this big slot and outside receiver. He's, he's played both spots extensively and he's got great speed. Uh, he's this high speed guy, right? He's 6'3", reportedly runs in the mid 4'3s, which is amazing. Really, he's just, he's very light, right? I think he's playing under 190, uh, which is pretty light when you're 6'3". That's very thin. Um, so, you know, obviously you can tell from that what the issues with him are going to be. It's not, he's he's dynamic. He could play outside. He could play inside. He's got that good height. He catches the ball well. He's got good hands. Um, and he's got tremendous overall athleticism. I think he's got elite long speed. I think he's got good short area quickness and explosiveness. He's He's clearly gifted with the ball in his hands. I think he's got some return ability as well. Um, you can create big gains off short throws, screens, whatever. It's just the size and physicality that's the issue. Um, you know, he he's too light. He doesn't hold up to contact super well. He could struggle when pressed sometimes by the big, really good corners. Um, he's just not ever probably going to, you know, I think you're probably going to ask him to try to get to 200 and try to bulk him up a little bit. Um, even that wouldn't be like, super heavy for a receiver, but that would be a, a good step for him that I think would sort of nullify a lot of this, but he's never going to be that high end physical possession receiver, but that's why we have Drake London, right? Like Drake London is that guy. Matt, Matt Collins is Drake London's backup. We've got two physical receivers that can play that possession role. They need a dynamic guy. And I think you're going for someone like a Franklin who can just compliment whatever you want to do. If, Ky- if you want Kyle Pitts lined up outside, you can put Franklin in the slot. If you want Kyle Pitts in the slot, you can put Franklin outside. If you want to play Kyle Pitts in line still, then maybe we're looking for a new offensive coordinator, you know, whatever. But I think he's a great compliment. Um, and this is a deep receiver class, so you're going to see some good receivers falling into this range. You know, Franklin, not a prototypical one because he doesn't have the physicality to sort of do everything. But I think what he does do is a, is a great compliment to what the Falcons have. And I think he would just really work super well with the existing weapons. He's obviously got the size that Arthur Smith likes um, and just provides more dynamic athleticism to the passing game that they really need. Uh, so that's my priority here with this pick is, is getting that wide receiver two that the team really needs. And it's also important that it's a rookie because they're going to have to pay London and Pitts soon. They're going to have two big, you know, receiver, quote unquote, contracts there that can't really afford to pay a wide receiver two or three big money because of that. So they're going to need to, to find some cheaper players there. Um, and what, finding a cheap wide receiver three is not that hard, but but getting a cheap wide receiver two, you sort of have to hit on one of these day two draft picks. And I think going for Troy Franklin here is is a great shot at doing that. Um, and I, I really like how he can slot into this offense. Um and the last pick we're going to get to today, it's Jacksonville's third rounder, pick 89. And like, I, I really just want to keep bulking up the defensive line. I think after the Grady Jarrett injury, the interior defensive line was playing so well before Grady Jarrett and LaCale London went down in the same game uh, for a long period of time. And it really just exposed that the in, the, the depth here is just not good enough. They, they still haven't really found a nose tackle, you know, at, Kentavious Street, I think they he's probably someone they're going to keep. I think he's a good depth piece, but I don't know with, Ta- with Taquan Graham, you know, is it that this new scheme isn't 
such a good fit for him anymore? Is it that he's still recovering from injury? But whatever it is, he just doesn't look like he did last year where he was really starting to flash, like look like he had potential to be a starter and instead sort of relegated to being inactive some weeks, not really making an impact. Um, you know, I still think Taquan Graham can be a depth player, but I think you're look really you're looking to solidify the interior depth with another higher end player. And I think between the KO London and Contavious Street and, and Taquan Graham, you've got some versatile guys, some some guys that can play around, but you still don't really have that nose tackle for when you want to get, when you need short yardage, when you want to play really dominant base package defense, when you want to have a goal line guy, they don't have that. And you don't have to spend a lot to get a, a decent one. But if you want to get a difference maker, you do typically have to draft one, you know, earlier. And we're not talking about necessarily like a Vita Vea, Dontari Poe type, but I do think Texas's Tavondre Sweat uh, is a guy that can be a very high-end nose tackle, uh, a senior breakout. Hopefully, we'll see him at the Senior Bowl as well. Uh, this dude is just an absolute unit, man. 6'4", 362, and he he doesn't lumber. Uh, he plays with a lot better athleticism than I was expecting. Uh, he's just he's just a brick wall. He's so tough to move off the line. He he plays with really good leverage despite the the height, and the height also helps that that weight spread out a lot more like he's probably going to need to get down to 340 in the NFL get to that again that Vita Vea Paul Solia you know sort of Dontari Poe range and I think if he does that he'll have he's got good athleticism at 362 it's so at 340 I think he'll look a little smoother he'll have better stamina he'll be able to play harder for longer and he's just an absolutely dominant run defender and again we know Nielsen's tenets of this defense is you got to stop the run to earn the right to rush the passer and getting a dominant nose in here that can free up you know David Onyemata and Grady Jarrett from having to do that dirty work at one tech against the run is going to keep those guys fresher is going to expose them to fewer snaps overall and, and keep them for those key down and distance key drive situations you know Tavondre Sweat I, I think he's got a super high ceiling as a, a nose tackle you know, he could be a dominant run defender. The The pass rush is, is very much up in the air. He's actually been fairly productive this year as like a pocket pusher. He, he does have pretty good first step burst. He does actually use his hands pretty well. And because he plays with such good leverage and, and burst for his size, he just catches a lot of centers off guard. He's been very productive, which isn't really a thing for a lot of nose tackles um, because they just have to eat two blockers most of the time. He's got seven and a half tackles for loss and two sacks this year, which is impressive for a nose tackle. So I think he has upside as a pass rusher. It's never going to be like you're taking David Onyemata or Grady Jarrett off the field. But I think his his upside as a pass rusher is like he's not a maybe not a net negative, whereas a lot of nose tackles, they're not really providing anything in terms of pass rush. So if, the, if it's a pass play, they're just sort of going to put their hands up, which he's great at. He's had, I think, three or four Pa- uh, passes deflected every single season. So he's a guy that's always going to get his hand up and try to knock stuff down, which is great. You love to see that. But I don't think he's a net negative. He may be sort of just a average pass rusher, but for a nose tackle, that's like a, a run defending specialist. That's really not bad. It's actually nice. Um, so I, I love Devondre Sweat. You guys know me. I love a big old nose tackle. Uh, and yeah, like I said, absolute unit. Um, just bring a lot of swagger to this defensive line. And I think getting that type of player which they I think they hoped that Eddie Goldman would be that guy for them he doesn't end up showing up 
They hoped that Timmy Horn would sort of seize control of that. That never really happened. Um, you know, I think you need to take another swing at getting someone. And another guy, if they go a little bit earlier, might be like Dante Corleone um, from, or Dante Corleone, depending on, on you know, your, your pronunciation, Godfather style, right? Uh, he's he's someone I definitely like. He's definitely got more pass rush juice, but he's probably a second round pick. So it just, like, if they get a second, if this third round pick becomes a second round pick, maybe you could talk about what that pick becomes how that might change things. But for now, with this third round pick, you're probably going to have to go a little bit more specialized with it. Um, and again, like like I said, this could be a spot where if a swing tackle falls, this could be a good spot. This is a spot where, you know, if you find a safety that you like, because Richie Grant's clearly not it, maybe you go after a safety here. Um, you know, I think those are kind of the spots you're, you're looking for. So I think, you know, bolstering those areas of need, maybe even another edge rusher if somebody you really like falls here. But um, I think that uh, Tawandre Sweat's a good pick here, and, and I think people will be pretty happy with him. Again, like, he's going to be able to come in and play from day one uh, in base packages. Same with JT Tumaloao. So it's like you're you're at, you're at least adding a lot of strength and, and early down ability to your defense, even if these guys take some time to develop as pass rushers. You know, you're you're adding something that you can count on immediately, and I think with the team potentially entering a must-win sort of season, if if Arthur Smith's here, or with a new coaching staff entering a season where there's going to be a lot of expectations to do better than the previous regime, these sort of early contributors uh, will go a long way. So that's my mock draft, guys. Uh, I I hope I hope you like it. Uh, you know, again, we got a long way to go before we even get to like real draft season, right? We still got like another month and a half of college football. Um, we still got, you know, the senior bowl. We still got the combine, a lot of ways to go. So this is really just a super early look at how a potential draft class to unfold. As you can see, you know, with just, even with the four picks in the first three rounds, it's still tough to hit all the Falcons needs with quarterback being one of them. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to be able to spend that ninth overall pick on like Layatu Latu or, or, you know, one of these top edge rushers, they're probably not going to be able to do that. They're probably going to have to get the quarterback. I, I think they need to get the quarterback. Um, but, you know, it, they, they've got a lot of free agency resources. Maybe they bring back some of their own guys. Maybe they go go out and go all out to try to get, you know, Daniel Hunter in here or something like that. That would be a great move too. But we'll see. We got a long way to go. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out. The bye week is in full swing. Uh always fun to get some draft takes out there. Well, we're not, we're not gonna do a ton of draft takes, you know, prior to the end of the season, but I may do a couple of mock drafts here and there, especially if the team falls off a cliff, you know, cause then once we get into the top five, it's gonna get really spiked now. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please like subscribe. If you enjoyed today's draft takes, uh, please do leave that five star review. If you're listening on your podcast platforms, uh, check out the Patreon. If you're a podcast listener, the Patreon's got a lot of benefits for you. We'll also be, it's pa- uh, patreon.com slash alcoholic live. Uh, we will also be rolling out YouTube, uh, like channel memberships or whatever they call it, um, for the YouTube audience. Like if you're a video listener, you'll get early access to videos. You'll get, uh, some cool exclusive stuff that the patrons also get like access to the fantasy leagues, like, uh, access to the Q and a sessions. Um, you know, I'll make an announcement when that's officially rolled out, but we're going to have that going at some point here. Um, so if you're more of a podcast person, the Patreon is what you want. If you're more of a YouTube person, the the YouTube channel memberships are probably going to be more what you want. And I'm still trying to see if I can find a way to 
get them to link up better, make them play nice together so that you could just buy one for both. But so far, I've been kind of running into some snags there. So we'll do what we can. But of course, check out the community Discord too. That's completely free for everyone. Uh, join up there, chat around, uh, have a good time, uh, and enjoy this just, you know, terribly flawed team that they were still, you know, going to be obsessed about, even if they're terrible once again this year. But guys, I'm Kevin. I at Falcoholic. Kevin, check out falcoholic.com as well. Today's show was, of course, brought to you by Bet Online. We will see you next week uh, for, I believe we're going to have a Q&A session on Monday night. Um, so look for the announcement on that. Uh, for the patrons and the channel members, we'll of course also have, um, you know, that'll, that'll be like, you can watch it after it's live taped. Uh, it'll be open to everyone after it's live taped alive. We'll just be for the patrons and everybody to ask questions and stuff, and then we'll get that published. But thanks again, guys. Appreciate everyone for sticking with us through this, this tough season. We will see you next time on Dirty Birds and Brews and the Falcoholic Live. Until then, folks, have a great day. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite- Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.